Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Top five transfer portal receivers. This is one I've been wanting to do, and uh, I have to do these in the morning, so I was going to do something about recruiting, but, like, you know, the classes can change and things can flip, and, you know, uh, I was going to try to do top five flips, but, you know, at the time, there had only been one. So I was, I had one and, you know, there've been four uh, others, but. Are uh, you talking about like including what Oregon did today? Yeah, exactly. So you don't know until the day's over really. Uh, So uh, anyway, top five uh, transfer portal receivers available right now. Number five, Julian Fleming from Ohio state. Um, He's got, got, got some stats like, Fell down the depth chart uh, this year, but was one of the highest recruited players in the country coming out. Uh, it looks like he's leaning towards Penn State. He uh, There was some talk about Nebraska, yep. maybe with Kyle McCord, but I guess that didn't uh, maybe materialize, and maybe it will. Things will change now. Signing day's over, so the portal's about to – you're about to probably see, a, a, like, another flurry of pearl com- uh, portal commitments, like maybe next week at, during Christmas, like guys getting with their families and saying something. But this is what I expect to see soon. But this guy's good and, uh, and can certainly help – a, a skill position room at Penn State that needs to get better. Oh, Ohio State with a, 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 a wide receiver, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but not nearly as prolific as the guys that no. you're thinking of. No. When we think about Ohio State, it was certainly a, you know, solid enough player, I guess. I mean, not a lot to uh, to go off of. He had a much better year last year than he did mm-hmm. this year. So, um, yeah, um, got some talent, but not, you know, five-star transfer portal signee type of guy. Um, but, yeah, could be very productive uh, with a change of scenery and uh, get back to more of his 2022 form. Then you're talking about a guy who can get you a handful of touchdowns, 500 yards. That's what he's about maxed out at. Maybe he could be more somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. Number four, uh, a freshman uh, who we've seen a little bit of, but Utah's Mikey Matthews uh, is in the portal. This one kind of surprised me a little bit because, um, you know, for the most part, uh, Kyle Whittingham kind of holds on to his guys, but uh, and he, he does really well in the portal. Like, you look at their signing day Utah's signing day is very nondescript overall but you know it, it seems like it'll probably work out for Kyle Whittingham uh, it always does but Mikey Matthews an interesting one a young guy a uh, lot of speed uh, someone uh, highly thought of there at Utah and one that I think could be a sneaky good ad um, uh, for a team although you haven't seen much of him he was still really highly thought of there uh, for the Utes. Yeah, don't know much about him. He's a California guy. Didn't really produce much. Uh, didn't find the end zone as a freshman. Caught about 30 balls for less than 300 yards. Uh, so, you know, maybe it's the the potential there that'll be most – or obviously it'll be the potential there that's the most attractive. And Utah had a weird year on offense. I mean, had three different quarterbacks playing at any – or two different quarterbacks that none neither were the starter originally – uh, between Nate Johnson and Bryson now. Barnes. Yeah. So, I mean, like they didn't have Cam Rising out there throwing passes around. Or his numbers would probably, and all the receivers would have looked a lot different. But um, with Cam Rising coming back, that's a little surprising. You'd think that that would be 
an appealing uh, factor to remain where you are rather than pick up and move along. But then again, like we were just talking about, who the heck knows? Like he could have a sick grandma. He could have a bag waiting for him in like Los Angeles or something. He could have like any number of reasons to be uh, heading out. So who knows? But it, it, you know, it's not a huge loss uh, for Utah based on just the production up to this point. Yep. Number three, Colby Young out of Miami. Um, he is a big dude. He's like six four, six five. Um, you know, he uh, he's going to get a lot of offers again. Miami, um, it just stood so up and down. Uh, but one because of his physical attributes, six five, two sixteen. By the way, uh, and this year, uh, you know, let's see, fifty catches or so. Um, didn't see the uh, it's three touch six touchdowns something like that so he was again four I'm sorry 50, 47 catches uh, for 563 yards and five touchdowns uh, with an up and down quarterback situation if he goes somewhere where he can be the guy uh, or a like one of the guys on that that roster I think he can be big just because you know they don't make him six five and two fifteen that can run like him. Uh, yeah, he's a big dude. So if you're looking for size at uh, wide receiver, then he is uh, definitely up your alley. He's originally a JUCO guy um, and played for a couple years there with the U and uh, had pretty similar seasons, 500-ish yards, a handful of touchdowns, kind of like uh, we were talking about with the previous uh, entry. But, uh, yeah, I mean, 6'5", 215 has got to be appealing to somebody. I'm not sure exactly about his speed. I won't pretend to, but – uh, he put up productive numbers and found the end zone quite a bit. So yeah, I'm sure uh, there's a you know there's uh, plenty of teams calling, and and there are definitely teams like Georgia calling him based on what's already reportedly out there. I think Florida State might also be um, in on him or one of the teams that maybe uh, showed some interest. But I know Georgia was uh, somebody I saw for sure that had uh, had been uh, on him. So uh, that that tells you something right there when uh, you got teams like that that are pursuing you in the portal. Yep. Number two, and now we get to the ones who've been the most productive uh lejonte wester uh this is a guy who had 108 catches this year uh absolute um you know just catch 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 volume guy i mean that's what uh nine receptions a game uh that he averaged and was fantastic uh for the for the for fau uh and really uh, someone's going to get a ton of attention i think auburn for him is is probably going to make the biggest push uh and, and gus Malzahn had a really nice signing day not guess what on gotch uh hugh freeze had a really nice signing day uh for gus did too i mean for ucf yeah, standards yeah. yeah he did they both did although um gus you know might as well get it in on this guy as well um but i do think it's going to be probably an sec team uh for lejante wester but someone that maybe people don't know about but 108 receptions is nothing to nothing to sneeze at yeah, I mean, means he we, means he's got good hands. Yeah, but. I mean, he can play inside, he can play outside. Uh, really productive, as you mentioned, 1,100 plus yards. I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at, and uh, close to double digit touchdowns uh, receiving as well. So uh, that's impressive and uh, definitely something that, uh, you know, plays into the reason why he's got all the offers that he's already got. I mean, you mentioned Auburn, but I know Arkansas offered, I know Kansas State offered this week. Um, and a bevy of others have, have offered as well. So, yeah, he's going to be probably one of the – I don't know. Like, when we sign off on Friday, we're gone for a week. So, I, I don't know how all that's going to work with, yeah. like, decisions in the next 10 days or so. But um, while the portal is is open and people are um, 
or while he's you know still making his decision, uh, he's going to be one of the bigger names I think to follow uh, as far as you know big time receiving targets uh, that a lot of the bigger schools are pursuing. So yeah, he's a, definitely a name to keep an eye on, and you probably lean SEC. That's that seems fair. I mean, he's got a lot of offers from there, and that's where the the big money is as well. So yeah, we'll see. And number one, and I said it when he went in the portal, he this is this year's. Um, Keon Coleman in that he will be an instant impact in a stud wherever he goes. He was not used properly. Absolutely terrible coaching uh, on the offensive side of the ball for the last couple of years. And he had a great freshman year, but um, just somehow the offensive coaching um, <coughs> spiraled, even with the addition of Bobby Petrino at Texas A&M. And Evan Stewart was not highlighted in that offense near enough. Uh, does, look, I know they went through three quarterbacks. It the best thing to do to help those three quarterbacks is give it to the best playmakers, and they weren't doing that. And because of Jimbo Fisher's stubbornness, they weren't saying, like, how can we feature Evan Stewart in this offense and make sure this guy, um, you know, enacts some pain against our our opponents? He will have that kind of impact where he goes, look, it's probably Texas. But, um, you know, Alabama was in on him. I mean, there's going to be a lot more people. And he has the the beauty now of being in the portal. He can look and see where the, the, the quarterback dominoes fall and then go like, all right, this guy's going to the NFL. I'm going to go play with him and let's put up some numbers. Yeah, I just hope for his sake, wherever he goes, he actually produces at the level that the expectations are at for him, you know, based on his recruitment originally, um, because it's been a little quiet versus what you'd expect from a big-time five-star type wide receiver, right? Um, And you pointed out the reasons as to why. I mean, just offensive inefficiency, quarterback issues, um, just the offense being – uh, the weird situation that it was with a guy like Jimbo Fisher. I mean, not to say that he had bad, uh, you know, bad production by any means. I just think of more of him as a 1,000 yard, 8, 9, 10, 11 touchdown catch type of guy. And he hasn't even reached 700 yards in his first two seasons. I mean, you can have 500 plus and a couple touchdowns, and that's respectable. Mm-hmm. But I just think, and I think he would probably think he's better than that, right? Mm-hmm. So. We're talking about at the top of these lists, and especially when you're talking about all the talented players that are in the transfer portal, um, that's that's lofty expectations. I'm sure he'll embrace it. Um, Austin seems like a pretty logical landing spot for him just based on every shred of evidence from back when he was being recruited originally to the smoke that's been out there for like seven months on him before it was even thought that he was going to enter the portal. People thought he was going to enter the portal and end up at Texas eventually. Um, I remember that running rampant during the summertime. I think that was that rumor going around. So who knows? I mean, now he's free to be re-recruited by everybody. So uh, we'll see who all comes uh, with a bag in hand and, and the best type of uh, offer when it comes to coaching and, and opportunity. But, yeah, he's he's a really talented player who's got a lot more that we haven't seen, and hopefully he's able to show that at his next stop. I wonder, is he locked in, too? You know, we can blame yeah. it on the offense right. and, and, and also that, but uh, – He's obviously a great talent, no question. Uh, Garrett Ross, great job maneuvering, weaving through a lot today. Uh, thank you to those of you in the chat, the, the text line, who are listening or watching who aren't a part of that because we know you're there because the numbers show it. Our great sponsors. Hope you enjoyed how we tried to present today National Signing Day in a certain way with a local flavor of Micah Hudson, Kobe Black, and also Jaden Porter, but also looking at at the big picture. Thank you so much to Paul Catalina. He'll be back. He's on his way to vacation. Craig and I will be back the next couple of days and Garrett too. I'm David Smoke. Have a great night. 
Good night. Baylor Duke around the corner. This is 365 Sports. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.